This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Marvel Standom. I am your host, Mike Cicchini, the editor-in-chief of denofgeek.com. And with me for all time and always, I have Den of Geek News and Features Editor Kirsten Howard and Den of Geek TV Editors Katie Burt and Alec Bajali. This week, we are talking about What If Episode 3, which is about what if Earth's Mightiest Heroes never actually came together because they croaked. Kirsty, why don't you tell us what happened in this one? In episode three, Nick Fury is at the center of a whodunit when the OG Avengers are mysteriously killed by an unknown assailant pre-Battle of New York. Nick and Natasha Romanoff eventually uncover the murderer as Hank Pym, who is out for vengeance because in this branch timeline, his daughter Hope joined S.H.I.E.L.D. and died in the line of duty. Hope was seemingly killed by Bucky Barnes on a mission that Natasha was supposed to be on in the sacred timeline. Meanwhile, Loki invades Earth and wins, and Nick has to smash his Captain Marvel like and subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that about sums it up. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you back next week for another episode of Marvel Standard. <laughs> but uh, what did everybody think of this one? Because I feel like uh, I feel like for the majority of Marvel fans out there, this is going to feel like the most complete what if episode yet. And for comic book fans. This is the one that feels the most like a what-if comic, primarily because it's the first episode where everything turns out way worse than it was supposed to. So what, what were everybody's thoughts on this? I enjoyed this episode so much. Um, I think one of the benefits of doing a show like this is being able to commit definitively to major character deaths, which makes me sound very nihilistic, but... <laughs> It was very jarring for me to see all these major characters just die, like, unceremoniously. It really highlighted how much plot armor they're usually all wearing at all times. And I also think this was the most ambitious episode in the sense that it tied together so many different um, movies, which is probably easier to do near the beginning of the MCU. This was my favorite as well. Um, and I think it might have something to do with the fact that the previous two, while were, both were great, were really tied to one particular arc in one particular movie this is the first what if episode that feels kind of like its own sprawling adventure even though it's borrowing from all pretty much every phase one movie uh it becomes its own story pretty quick i mean like the moment that tony stark just like chokes to death in front of you things get <laughs> very heightened very fast and it becomes a really interesting discursion um yeah this one was fun and i also just like uh it was a fun twist at the end that you could kind of see coming maybe like two to three minutes beforehand, which to me is a mark of a good twist. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was very much in the spirit of the What If comics, or at least a, quite a huge chunk of them. And 
you know, it's a little Nick Fury-centric murder mystery. What's not to like? My headcanon um, title for this episode is Nick Fury and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Week. I was a little bit lukewarm on this one. Uh, I don't know why, and I know that I'm going to be in the minority, not just here, but in fandom at large, uh, because it was really great getting... um, This is like the most Fury and Coulson we've had, I feel, together outside of Captain Marvel, maybe. So that was like really nice. Like I always love seeing the two of them like working together really closely. I really loved the way they handled Natasha in this. That fight in you know in the back of the the shield prison transport truck was so awesome. So like there's lots of really good moments in it. I just kind of felt the whodunit elements were a little bit dopey. If this is my least favorite of the three what if episodes we've had so far. It's like everything else with the MCU. Like, even when it's not, like, hitting on all cylinders for everybody, it's still really, really good. So, um, and I enjoyed some of the visual flourishes in this, too. Like, you know, every now and then you'd see the Watcher's silhouette, like, over the desert or behind the Golden Gate Bridge. And I thought that was just kind of, like, fun and ominous. It almost felt like this should have been the first episode in some ways. Mm. What were everybody's favorite moments in this? Agent Coulson in particular is just a Marvel comedy titan. Uh, <laughs> he really is. His line to, to Fury is like, sir, he is gorgeous when upon seeing Thor. Um, it's like, it's and, a good description. I'm not yeah. goofing around. <laughs> His password is Steve, Steve, Steve. I heart Steve, 0704. And then also just um, probably Hank Pym fully embracing just his monster potential one of the lines outside of Coulson that made me laugh out loud was the part where um Fury you know mentions giving Loki his pound of flesh and Loki's just like I'm gonna need the entire corpse (laughs) (laughs) some of my favorite moments came in the I don't even want to call them tangential references. Definitely one of the tangential references I would say was Black Widow in the sense that I was thinking about that movie a lot while watching Natasha's stuff in this because I've just watched it and it's such a Natasha-centric film. (laughs) But also, um, I was surprised how intrigued I was by seeing um, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk here kind of like brought into the MCU at this point. and yeah, I was thinking about the Incredible Hulk a lot, um, which I did. I did like. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk is one of those kind of forgotten Phase One movies at this point. You know, it was still when it was under Universal's production banner. You have a different actor as Bruce Banner entirely with Ed Norton. But you know what? Incredible Hulk is an interesting movie, and you know, at the time, it felt like a big deal because it was tying into the Iron Man movies in, in quiet ways. There was even a Captain America tease in, uh, in The Incredible Hulk. So stuff like that makes it an important part of the MCU and just kind of an interesting relic of a time when shared cinematic universe storytelling was still a novelty, which now we're all like almost tired of it, right? I've got to give a shout out to uh, Lake Bell in this episode, who not only makes for an incredible Poison Ivy in Harley Quinn, 
but just absolutely nailed Scarlett Johansson's voice in this to the point where I was I was genuinely um, unsure who was who was doing the voice and of course when I found out it was Lake Bell I was like of course you know this episode just made me think of so many other MCU stories and including Loki the TV show for obvious reasons and you know this was something we talked about I think in one of our early Marvel fandom episodes about Loki but seeing Loki again at this point in his like character arc just reminds me of how much character ground Loki the TV series asked us to cover with that character <laughs> considering this is where he's at um in phase one um so if you haven't watched Loki you're probably you're probably not watching the show but if you haven't watched our episodes about Loki you should go check those out the one thing that like you kind of always in the back of your mind want to know but never get the chance to see because of the plot is like which one of these people can kill the other people if Thor really put his mind to it his <laughs> mind spirit and body into it could he kill five other Avengers if push comes to shove at least Hank Pym could figure out his way to killing like six Avengers. It could be done. Just a fun hypothetical that's cool to see in practice, cool and harrowing to see in practice. There was a cool little moment for Hawkeye as well because he, um, you know, has there's a regular joke that he's useless in the MCU, but he killed Thor with a single <laughs> arrow. Yeah, I was surprised by that. <laughs> Even after seeing ant-man and ant-man and the wasp and like they're cute fun movies like especially ant-man and the wasp is great but you know it's still not the kind of they're, they're not the movies that you associate with like dangerous powerhouse <laughs> characters they're they're fun they're heist movies they're you know they're light comedies they're they're all these different things you're gonna look at these characters a little bit differently after this <laughs> yeah i've seen like the sensibility of what if compared on the internet to Fuck. a lot of like what fan fiction does, which I think is an interesting comparison of just like spinning out different um, parts of canon into, yeah, and into innumerable possibilities. Um, and so I don't necessarily think people are going to be writing a lot of fan fiction about what if, but, um, you know, it's possible. <laughs> Clearly you haven't read my Captain Carter blog. Katie and I'm a bit disappointed about that but we'll talk about that later <laughs> one thing that I did uh, that this also brought to mind for me is how well Hulk works in animation like I feel like in live action Hulk is hit and miss even even in Infinity War and Endgame right mm. but whenever you see whenever you see this character just like in pure animation he looks so good the shackles are totally off and that scene right before he explodes reminded me a little bit of there was a really cool Hulk cartoon in the 1980s, like in the early 1980s that aired as part of a block with Spider-Man and his and his amazing friends, which had gorgeous animation. And for some reason, it's not on Disney Plus. But watching that made me think of that cartoon and really desperately made me wish I could watch it in HD like right now. I could watch an entire Hulk episode of What If and not bat an eye. And I, I would probably rather do that before I'd watch like another full Hulk movie at this point. Yeah, this is something that came up, I think, when we were talking about the Captain Carter episode and the action that was possible in that episode that isn't really possible in the same way in live action. And I do think there's something about animated storytelling that um, suits superhero storytelling. And I think part of that is, you know, when you 
even though CGI is amazing, when you watch that transition from an actor acting to a CGI version of that actor to a certain extent acting, there is like, there's something lost in that transition, I think. Um, but when you're watching that happen in cartoon, you, you don't get, there's not as much, there's not a jump. Like it's still the same form as the same character. I think there might be possibilities in animated storytelling that live, live action storytelling just can't do when it comes to superheroes and these kinds of larger than life characters. And that is it for another episode of Marvel Standom, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. We will be back next week with another episode of What If. We'll also be back with a deep dive into Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And did you know we did a bonus episode this week? We sure did. We broke down the first trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Make sure you check that out when you're done with this one. Follow us on Twitter, at Marvel Standom. We're also at Den of Geek US and at Den of Geek. Make sure you check out our web home of denofgeek.com. You can go to denofgeek.com slash Marvel for all of our Marvel coverage. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify as well. Marvel Standom is everywhere, folks. We are taking over the multiverse. We will see you soon. Thanks for watching. I'm not telling you my password, Romanoff. Why not? Because I'm not. Coulson. Clint was your friend, too. Hashtag Steve, Steve, Steve. I heart Steve. 0704. Wow. Good one, Colson. What? Not nothing. That's great.